Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges in which we hope to encourage parents in their parenting journey. We're your host, Veronica Avila. And on this side of the mic is Omar Ramos. Great to be back. Now, I have a question for our audience. Have you set boundaries? Now listen to this. Have you set boundaries when it comes to the time you invest in your relationship with your spouse, your significant other, and with your children? Does it make a difference? That's today's topic. Mm-hmm. And I think that question we can also answer here with our guest. Of course, we have invited our very own expert, Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges, and also co-author of The Struggle is Real. And we also have Eddie Morales, or Eduardo Morales. We'll call him Eddie. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. That's fine. He is a millennial community outreach specialist and also a future husband. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Eddie, right before we continue, when's the big day? Big day, October 21st of this year. And, and you look you look like you're excited, man. Uh, just a little. <laughs> seven months. Seven months away. So Congratulations. Just, uh, unique story. She actually lives in Florida. So we're having a little FaceTime uh, talk about the, the venue and getting some final things done for the caterer. And so, but it's, we're staying in budget. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a big one. Yeah. So I'm actually being a little bit more lenient on a little bit of stuff, but I just want to make sure it's an enjoyable day. So. All righty. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we wish you a lot of luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. And circling back to Dr. Alicia, why is it important to to set these boundaries at home doctor you want to be able to have control over your life to a certain extent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you don't then other people or other situations or other things will control you mm-hmm. so from time to time it's important to have some limits and some boundaries it just preserves who you are as an individual and preserves your sanity and you have a little more chances of having balance most definitely mm-hmm. Eddie have you thought about setting this time? Well, right now you're just—it's going to be you and, and your wife. But later on, if you have children, had you thought about setting that time just for couple time? Yeah, I think um, it, I think it's super important. I think the best time to prepare is before, mm-hmm. <laughs> because as soon as kids get in there, then it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't have a plan for this, you know. But <laughs> um, but actually, you know, it's a it's a great question. It's a great thing you asked. I've always been kind of drawn, and I've shared my story in a different podcast, but. So my parents went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so when I kind of drew the line in the sand and said, hey, I, this is something I want. I want a marriage and, and I don't want to go through that. So I invested a lot of time in looking at examples, looking at other couples, people who had strong marriages, reading about marriage, what it takes. And so I, I tried to invest a lot of that time while I was single before I even uh, had my significant other and in my life. And so, but one of the things that when I was talking to Annalise about how she grew up in her childhood, I had an opportunity to talk to her mother and father mm-hmm. and I and I really felt like man she had a good example of what a healthy marriage looks like one of the things her father mother and share with me is they said they had a certain priority chain and mm-hmm. not to say that their kids weren't a priority but they made sure that they really cultivate and develop a relationship with their spouse that when he or she comes home from work they made sure that they greeted that they showed their affection however they greeted them and then there was the kids and they made sure that they would have that time and really carved out time for each other and also protected that time. And that's something that was like, wow, that's something I didn't see growing up, Mm -hmm. but it's something I definitely want to instill in my marriage in the future. So hearing these experiences, it doesn't hit me fully yet because I'm not in in it, but I can take these things and say, hey, this is something I want to take and hold on to for the future. So yes, definitely thought about it and it's definitely something I want to instill in, in the future. So Good. It will be important. Yeah. Now, whether you set them or not, it definitely has an effect on children. So I'll invite you guys to listen to this. It's Nick and his mom and what we'll call No Kids For Me. 
Nice. You don't want children? What do you mean you don't want children? I love children. Nick, we need to talk about this. Why are you just bringing it up now? Well, I suppose it's because you never asked me before, Mom. So your father and I will never be grandparents? Not unless you know something that I don't. What if your spouse wants kids? Let's just hold on a minute. Who says that I'm getting married? Nobody, I suppose. But won't you be lonely? Far from it. I see the way you and Dad are. You never have a moment to yourself. And it's just me you're taking care of. Have you seen couples with multiple kids? Do you know what their lives are like? Miserable, that's what. No, no, no. It's not for me. Look, I'm not saying I'll be single the rest of my life. You get older. You meet the right person. Well, you know how it is. The heart wants what the heart wants, right? Let's just say there will be no dependence to be claimed in my future. If you say so, but that really makes me sad. Why should my life make you sad? If, in your toilet years, you and Dad absolutely need a tiny life form to spoil with love and affection, get a dog. They potty train easier. They don't go to college. It's beautiful. All right, all right. You say this now, but don't be surprised if one day you change your mind. Do you realize that a study from the UK's Open University found that couples without children tend to be happier with their relationship and feel more valued by their partners than those with children? Where do you come up with this? It's just something to ponder. I'll ponder it. If you ponder the possibility that you're wrong, that beneath all the hard work, the sleepless nights, the thousands of dollars, that on the other side of the struggle that is so real. Where have I heard that before? Despite all of that, maybe, just maybe, there are some benefits to being a parent that aren't so apparent. Seems doubtful. I like what you did there, though, with the, what's it called, homonym? I think it's just a rhyme. Right, well, even so, no kids, no thank you. Now, if you need me, I'll be in the office. What? So I'm calling my room now. Oh, okay. Dinner's at six, don't be late. You're the best, Tracy. Ah, it's moments like this that make it all worthwhile. Wow, Um, (laughs) this is a very unique kid. No doubt about it. Uh, apparently he has his facts down, so he must be doing a lot of reading, a lot of podcasting or something. I don't know what he's doing. but uh, So th- I found this interesting. A study from the UK's Open University found that couples without children, now listen to this, couples without children tend to be happier with their relationships and feel more valued by their partners than those with kids. Doctor, this is a very debatable information. Some people are for it. Some people are not, not for it. How do you see this? So there's a lot of studies. One study, which is the happiness Mm -hmm. study, talks about what is it that makes people happy in faith, family, meaningful work, Mm -hmm. and even volunteering. Those are some things that have been tried and true. So family is one of them. And I think in the context of what this study is, when you look at studies like this, you have to always have to look at the context. Sometimes if you just read the headline, you know, Mm -hmm. you may not know what it's about. But what they're talking about here is, you know, Couples with young children, when they're at the very beginning, you know, you're not sleeping for hours on end and mm-hmm. they need you for every little decision. So during those toddler years and early elementary years, they depend more on you as a, as a mm-hmm. parent. And that does wear on the couple a lot. And it wears a lot. I mean, you're not sleeping. It's There's studies out there that even show the lack of sleep is almost like someone that's drunk and driving. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just really impedes your judgment. So then as a couple, you get just feistier and you fight more 
and you argue more. And then if you don't have protective time as couples, when you want to go out on a date night, is expensive sometimes because mm-hmm. of childcare and this and what have you. And a lot of couples perhaps just don't have a social support network of people that can take care of their kids and so it's very draining and exhausting and then there's all of a sudden differences in parenting you grew up one way your spouse grew up another and you just clash so then that adds even more aggravation so they're just talking about those early years when you don't have some systems in place like get together go on date nights just kind of relax talk about other things that are not about your kids Mm -hmm. and it's all your kids and then you're not sleeping yeah that's going to create a sense of irritation and so the study is talking about those early years when you don't have those healthy outlets um, and that balance. But if couples are able to create opportunities where they do safeguard their time as a couple, even if it's just once a month when you get out there, then you have opportunities to talk, enjoy each other. And that serves as, you know, then that then you're happy, but you're not happy if it's all your kids and you're just mm-hmm. being sucked dry by them. Great point, doctor. And also, if you're going on a date with your spouse, just like you said, don't talk about your kids. That's I a hard one at the beginning, yeah. Somewhere, I, I don't remember where I, I heard, isn't it funny how you, when you're married, you want to date your spouse, and then you go on a date and you don't know what to talk about. Because <laughs> all you talk about are the kids yep. and the activities and school and bills and da 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 So mm-hmm. just setting that time and just really, really focusing on the couple. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and it's hard to do, but you can do it. For example, my husband and I will just, we established boundaries, talking mm-hmm. about boundaries, where kids, we put them to bed relatively early so we can you know once they're out Mm -hmm. we can have the evening to do me time or our time or we can even watch a movie if we want there's enough time after they go to bed to just do life together Mm -hmm. but you know if they're going to bed at midnight everybody's exhausted and worn out Um, but that took effort of obviously for us to establish that routine with them definitely Mm -hmm. eddie you're getting married have you already have have you planned this out already We've talked, I think we would like to enjoy each other for a couple of years before nice. we have kids, but we definitely want to have kids. How many and all that stuff, we don't know that yet. But just because of the uniqueness of our relationship and kind of being at a distance for so long, I think having a couple of years under our belt to really be in the same space. I mean, we're going to be learning about each other and all that transition that happens with, with marriage. So definitely looking forward to the opportunity. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm not the no kids for me type of guy. So I Yes, want kids for you. Yes, 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 kids for me. <laughs> Now, uh, doctor, can you provide us with some uh, simple tips that can help parents enforce couple and or kids time moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, like we said, perhaps even going on date nights, Mm -hmm. even if you can't do this every week. And again, it could be a date night in your house, you know, get the cheese and the wine and you know, or make it a movie night, but after that might, the kids that go might to trigger bed. more kids, though. That might, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can deal with that later on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, invest in finding a good sitter, someone that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know, so from time to time, you're able to take some, mm-hmm. you know, scope out some time. When it comes to your kids, you want to invest in time with them. You don't want it to be all about them, where they run over you mm-hmm. and you're completely doing things just it's all about them because I have had a lot of experience with couples counseling where you've got kind of the picket fence house and then you end up finding out that you know things break up and they fall apart because 
one spouse feels neglected because it's all been about the kids. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a lot of dynamics in that. And so it's it, you have to strive for the balance. We do want to love our kids, nourish them, spend time with them. Just don't neglect your spouse as well. Provide, mm-hmm. if you have a trip, invite them to come with you. And again, it could just be putting them to bed on time so that you can have time for yourself. I know some couples that will will establish all sorts of interesting boundaries, like Sunday afternoon, they close the door and, you know, they're in their room and they don't let the kids be in their room. You know, I know I've heard of stuff like that. I don't know, do whatever you need to do, mm-hmm. but do create some boundaries and your and whatever you establish, know that kids, they're habituated into whatever routine you establish. Yep. It does require some effort at the beginning, but once they know something, they, they get it. Now, I'm going to talk on behalf of the parents that may feel guilty. Because they've been so invested in their kids' yeah, activities, yeah. etc., they feel bad. Mm-hmm. How am I going to take couple time or me time? Mm-hmm. My kids, you know, I'm going to miss my kids. What are they doing? Or are they going to feel like I'm neglecting them? What would you say to them? Doctor? I mean, there's a lot of hours. Yes, invest in them, but they don't. It's 24/7. Mm-hmm. You don't. I mean, it's not going to cost you for, to spend an hour with your spouse from here to there. You know, go to. Chick-fil-A or McDonald's and while they're playing in the playground you have a coffee time with your spouse you know what I mean you can be creative mm-hmm. in the way you're spending time and nurturing some time with your spouse as well so yeah I get it you do you want to invest with them just make sure that the time you spend with them is quality time yes. it's not about how much time you spend with them you know you mm-hmm. don't have to be 24 7 mm-hmm. you know it's all about them that's too much they don't need that much Plus, they also need to be independent kids, right? Yeah. yeah. Mommy's not going to be there and daddy's not going to be there all the time. And so. you need it for your own sanity to talk to an adult and just have a yes. conversation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think something that I've seen Alicia do, and I know I do for myself, is that and Alicia mentioned this a little bit, but, you know, and we're looking at our schedule. Sometimes we just got to be very intentional about writing it in the schedule and say, at 8 o'clock, it's time with bae, time with husband, time with yeah. wife, whatever it looks like, you know? <laughs> so if you don't fill your calendar up, someone else is going to, exactly. right? And, and it could be as easy as the kids because they live in your own house, you know? So I think having that intentional time to just say, hey, no, this is our time. And like you said, Alicia was saying, establish that early on. And once you start doing them, then they'll know. Okay, so moving forward, and we were just talking about quality time amongst uh, couples and married couples or what have you. Um, apparently, Jill forgot that she was going on a date with her boobulubu, Eric. So this is called Jill and Eric's Date Night. Listen to this. <sighs> the menu doesn't say if this is cooked with nuts. Let me ask. Excuse me? You're not allergic to nuts. Our twin daughters, Allegra and Joy, are allergic to nuts. Not you. If we bring it home and put it in the fridge, they could get into it by mistake. Excuse me? Good evening, madam. Sir? Does this contain nuts? The rigatoni bonatera? Yes, it's made with walnuts, which we can easily Aren't remove. are you glad I asked? The point of a romantic night out is to do things you can't normally do. Order the pasta with walnuts. Live a little. Oh. Okay, um, I'll take one of those and, um, insulate mista. Make that too. And also your second most expensive bottle of Chianti. I'll go ahead and get that started. My name is Megan. Let me know if there's anything else I can do. Second most expensive bottle? We gotta give ourselves something to work up to. Two bottles of wine? I'll be sloshed. <laughs> the kids are with my parents. We have a hotel room for the night. Come on, Jill. Live a little. Live a little. I know. Okay. What are you doing? Calling the kids to say goodnight. I feel creepy talking to them if I've had something to drink. No. 
No, you'll get all weepy again. You'll start singing the good night song right here at the table. We sing it to them every night. Tonight is not every night. Tonight we are not mommy and daddy. Tonight we have no children. How could you say such a thing? No children? Oh, my babies. Don't worry. Mama's calling. Give me the phone, Joe. Jill, Joe, this is a nice place. I'm fairly certain you can't use your phone at the table. What if it's an emergency? Singing to four-year-olds the goodnight song does not constitute an emergency. (laughs) It's just so hard to be away. I know, I know, but if we don't get used to it now, in a few years, when they're gone, it'll just hit us harder. Why would you bring that up? Here you are, a bottle of our second most expensive Chianti. (laughs) Is everything all right, madam? How old are you, dear? I'm 22. Do you still live with your parents? Um, no, they live in Ohio. Ohio! That's so far away! Well, I see them pretty often every other Christmas. (laughs) That's not often at all! (laughs) Yes, uh, well, I'll leave the bottle. Your salad should be up shortly. What are you doing? I'm calling my parents so we can sing the goodnight song. Oh, really, Eric? No, it's, it's fine. You don't have to... I went to voicemail. Put it on speakerphone. Good night to you, to you, good night. Now close your eyes, turn out the light. Good night, sleep tight, sweet dreams tonight. We love you both, good night, good night. Oh look, our salads! Okay, so we're back, and for some reason I'm a little hungry now, because I just love Italian food. So, um, this is a scenario, so Eric and Jill go on a date, but unfortunately for both of them, she can't stop thinking about their daughters. He finally convinces her about enjoying the night as a couple, but at the end, they still have to come back to the children. Dr. Alicia, is it possible for a couple to forget how to date each other? Well, I mean, the story was a little corny and funny, but I think we get the point from it. I mean, it's, you know. You think, think, doctor? You think? (laughs) It's a little exaggerated. Um, But I think the point there is is what we were just talking about, Mm -hmm. that you just have to let go and enjoy the moment. And when you're 24-7, when one parent is really invested in the life, of a child, it is. It can be tough mm-hmm. to just kind of let go, but you just you have to enjoy it. Go back to the days when you were dating. If you don't, it will definitely hurt your relationship down the line. Yeah, it will. It yeah. will. Now, I had the the chance to interview Eddie for another podcast when he was talking about his wedding and his journey, and I know that you're really, really looking into that budgeting and 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 making sure that you're on a budget with your wedding. But now that you transition into marriage, it's important, doctor, because I know a lot of couples don't go out because of the money. Yeah. How important is it to also add a line item for dating your spouse? I, I think it's really important. I feel like dating doesn't stop when you get married. Mm-hmm. You know, it should continue on. The pursuit, the courting, the dating, whatever you want to call it, I think that continues on. I would even say from my own experience in this process of engagement and planning a wedding, even when we uh, when we go out, we, I try to make sure that we're not just like all of our conversations focus just on the wedding. Like mm-hmm. I want to still have good quality time with her and definitely enjoy each other in this process. Enjoy the season. Enjoy the moment. 
I feel like that's definitely going to be a line item into the budget. We do have kind of an entertainment thing now, but it's just going to be a little bit different focus. So it's an investment, right? You're investing into each other, into the marriage. And I feel like that's the core of the family. Definitely. And you can you can still have the spirit of dating and you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to break the bank. Right. You can even invest in doing something that's mutually enjoying, that you both enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can learn a sport together, you know, that you can just kind of do. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that you can do that are not going to bring the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, you, just, have to, you don't have to go to the opera, you know, or the, or the, <laughs> or the Cubs game, you know. I mean, those are really fun. Yeah, I've been there, moments, done that. But, you know, you could do something else. Well, Eddie, I, I, I think it's uh, fascinating that you're preparing a, a wedding with someone that's on the other side of the United States, man. But it seems like you're convinced and this is something that you want to do. And I commend you for, I mean, I know earlier we were talking about that you want to take your time as far as creating a family Mm -hmm. um, because obviously you want to enjoy your spouse. And you know what? That's something that I totally commend you on and I push that you continue those thoughts because uh, unfortunately one of the things that didn't work out with me was, I mean, I was married before. We had uh, a daughter right away. And I think unfortunately I just did not have that time to enjoy my uh, ex-wife like I wish I could have. And so when people ask me, friends of mine, my buddies ask me, hey, man, you know, um, what do you think about having kids right away? I was like, you know what? Obviously, get married is a good thing. But I think you guys should give yourselves the opportunity to get yourselves to get to know her even more so married. You know what I mean? I think that just solidifies the relationship. So I think you're doing a great thing for sure. Now, doctor, for the couples that are already into their marriage and they haven't found the time to schedule that couple time, any tips, any ideas on how they can bring back that love spark into their marriage? Start small. Listen to a CD together that you enjoy or a movie together. Figure out what you already are doing that you can insert yourselves in Mm -hmm. and enjoy each other's company. This weekend, my husband was able to come with me because I had to go to a business trip. So we arranged to get somebody to take care of our kids. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it didn't cost a ton of money extra because, you know, a lot of the travel expenses were paid for. So already, you know, mm-hmm. so it was really nice. We were able to get away and it was work, but just kind of we were able to have some time together. You know, even just the flight there going back and forth and just not having the kids for a few days. So sometimes you're able to do that. Think about those opportunities when they come along. So everybody's situation is very different. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has to look at their situation. But you do have to make an effort, like a concerted effort, because we could have easily said, miss this as an opportunity Mm -hmm. this weekend. And oh, who's going to take care of the kids? They have this, they have that. And you know, we had to make an effort to find somebody to watch the kids and do all of that. And you, it, it's very intentional because yes. it's just does not going to happen just because it is. Mm-hmm. No, you have to really be thoughtful that you have to invest in your relationship. Even if you have a soft goal that says once a month we're going to do it. Uh-huh. That's better than like never. Exactly. You know, it doesn't even have to be every week. I mean, there are the studies over and over again say that it's, it improves your sexual intimacy, your communication everything because by sitting down and actually being able to talk face to face you know all of a sudden you're able to have the opportunity to talk these things through but you have to intentionally do it and you have to look at your own circumstance it's hard to prescribe that mm-hmm. for everybody individually because everybody's in a different state or exactly. in a different stage 
I just think it's really cool that whoever organizes, the other person will also feel like, hey, how cool. He or she cares, right? To put the time and the effort into organizing whatever trip or whatever little outing, whatever walk it is. So yeah, that's you, really just, important. I will just say over and over again, it's intentional. Yes. You have to be always intentional because it's, exactly. it's just not going to happen by itself. Very cool. Thank you, doctor, for sharing that with us. So check this out. Some say and reassure that the French have figured out how to make couple time a priority. Very interesting. Let's see how that rolls with this upcoming scenario. It's called a dinner and a dime. Mmm. How do you like the duck? A bit too much pepper, but just a bit. I'll get it next time. It's excellent, really. Raise your glass. Chin chin. Chin chin. No, Adrian, no! How did you like the film? I'm not sure. As I get older, I find myself enjoying these bleak dystopian tragedies less and less. Would you have preferred a rom-com? <laughs> no. I just don't know if so much violence was necessary. Of course it was necessary. Fine, but why couldn't the two lovers have been successful in the end? Adrian, spit it out! Madeline, be considerate, please. Adrian swallowed a dime. <laughs> Do you think that was wise, Adrian? He can't understand you. He's just a baby. He understands more than you think. And why was he playing with change? I was showing him how to count it. If five pennies and a nickel come out, let us know. Otherwise, he'll be fine. What about my dime? A wise investment. You taught your brother about currency. He taught you to keep an eye on your money. And it only cost you ten cents. That's not fair. C'est la vie. Be more careful next time. We still have 30 minutes left to our dinner, Madeline. Head on back to the living room. Surely there's something else you two can do? All right, come on, Adrian. Do you know who's inside your stomach right now? Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Can you say Franklin Delano Roosevelt? What were we talking about? The movie. Ah, yes, you found it depressing. I won't argue it was well made, but... Don't you think happy endings can be just as effective as tragic ones? <laughs> You're getting soft in your old age. Perhaps. Très bien, très bien, très bien, très bien. Uh, so we're back. That was a little bit of French that I picked up in high school, by the way. Pamela Duckerman, an American writer living in Paris, compares American and French parenting in her books. She points out that the French provide ample freedom and opportunities for the children to explore the world in order to help awaken their children's senses but within a context of boundaries. For example, they put their children to bed early and at the same time allowing time for parents to be in each other's company in a relaxed environment. Doctor, does her observation imply that parents in America lack structure? I think it's interesting to think about culture. I do think culture influences our parenting styles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in her case, in her book, Raising Up Baby, I think she's talking about, I think that's the book that they're referring to. It's in reference to French culture versus the United States. And I don't know that we need to be comparing cultures, but there is something to think about. I think we can learn from each other. And the idea being that when you think of the French, they're, you know, they're really preserving their couple Mm -hmm. time. I think this is what they're trying to say. And because they value and prioritize the couple time, they're going to put some bond in play in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes in our culture, in American culture, we've given so much value and nurturing to our kids. And we've talked about this before mm-hmm. because we do want to honor their autonomy, mm-hmm. which is great. But in doing that, oftentimes the danger is that we've given them so much priority 
that then they step on the couple time. And so it's one of those balancing acts, you know, you don't have to be so crazy strict going on one pendulum where you ignore your kids and neglect them. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want them to be taking over, yes. you know, completely sucking out the air that you breathe and not allowing you as a couple to be able to nourish it. Hmm. We're talking about culture and what we've seen. Eddie, did you see your parents doing something like this when you were growing up, dating each other? <clears throat> I, I, to be honest with you, not as much. Um, and maybe it's because I have been so kind of like, what does a healthy marriage and relationship look like that I haven't, You know, I didn't see, but I knew there were times when they would date, but nothing like we just experienced in the skit. And so, again, a lot of the millennials my age have probably come from a broken family to a certain extent. And I think to another certain extent, I think all of us are kind of looking to see, okay, what does that healthy example look like? And so through books, through other examples, I'm kind of learning about what to adopt and what not to adopt. And I would say, you know, I, I feel like in our household at that time, the kids were put into a priority. Um, and I think it does affect, you know, obviously we've seen some of the results of what had happened, but cultivating that, again, I'll go back to it. I think the marriage is the, the main core of the family. And if that's not healthy, odds are the family's not going to be healthy. So, I mean, investing and cultivating that is going to be super important going forward. And I something I definitely want to adopt. Mr. Morales, thank you once again for stopping by, for joining us once again. Always uh, great to hang out with you. And uh, Dr. Alicia, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Don't miss out our next podcast. We're former Chicago Bears player, amazing tight end, by the way. Clark Desmond will join us to talk about single parents, their struggles, and of course, their kids. Mm-hmm. You can't miss it because it's going to be a great conversation. This was The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Make sure to download it now on iTunes and share with everyone you know. You can also get blogs, tips, and more of The Struggle on social media with the hashtag The Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. And of course, our website, FamilyBridgesUSA.com. That's FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Thanks for listening. I am Omar Ramos. And I'm Veronica Avila. Always great to see you, Veronica. Always great to see you, too. Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Family Bridges.